Hey cuz, just wanted to say I am so proud of you and man, you are doing great. Love the podcast. Keep it up. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. And I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up? What it do, everybody? This is Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World. First and foremost, I would like to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, thank everyone that's been sharing, been becoming supporters. I do have an increase on that, I think, because I just made a call on Facebook, but I haven't been able to see it. So I'm going to start shouting those individuals out um, once I get access to my list of supporters. I really do love you all. Um, as usual, make sure that you follow me on my social media platforms, Vales World Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or want to sponsor an upcoming episode, feel free to email me at Podcast at ldmonger.com. Let's get on with the show. All right. So y'all know how the setup is. Um, we're going to start off with a good read. Then we're going to go into what's popping, and then we're going to go into the topic, five in the morning, and tell you all how and why I wake up so early, right? Um, so let's get it going. So we're going to start with the good read. So this book is The 5 a.m. Club, Own Your Morning, Elevate Your Life by Robin Sherma. So this book pretty much talks about um, ways that you can reduce stre- stress, improve your focus, unleash uncommon creativity, achieve exponential productivity, and restore balance, all while waking up early. I know it's a lot of people out there that aren't early birds, and honestly, I was one of those people for something. It was a long time ago. Um, I created a habit of waking up early. It wasn't necessarily like 5 a.m., but it was always earlier than everyone else in the house. Um, this is a great book to learn how to build habits that can, you know, allow you to wake up you know, consistently. Um, um, it also, you know, by doing it, it also kind of explains the benefits of waking up early as well as some of the reasons why waking up early can stop you from being at your peak. Um, chapter eight, it really stuck out. It was about um, creating morning routines. Um, one thing about waking up <laughs> is it, it's a lot easier when you have something to do, when you mentally set to have something to do. So for, for those that don't know that just joined and just start listening, um, I usually wake up at five in the morning on Tuesdays to actually create this podcast. Um, it's because it's the, the quietest moment, um, in the house as well as, I get busy, y'all. So <laughs> I need time to actually focus. Um, 
to really give you all the attention that's needed. And five o'clock in the morning is the perfect time for that. Um, for those that, again, just tuned in, I own a photography company. Uh, I'm building my consulting uh, firm for business and leadership. I'm a part of so many different boards and I do a lot. So <laughs> days go by where I can do a lot for everyone else and I don't necessarily have the time to do something for myself. So five o'clock in the morning is usually the best time for that. I recommend this book for anyone that want to learn how to wake up early and be productive. People that's waking up early but don't see themselves or feel like as if they are being as productive as they could be or just people that want to read and just hear about some of the things that they're doing right. Um, the 5 a.m. Club, Own Your Morning, Elevate Your Life by Robin Sherma. Good book, good book. What's popping? Man. <sighs> February 28th was a great day. Not only was it my little sister's birthday, happy birthday, Zenova Williams. Um, it was one of the days that I received the email, one of the best emails I got. Uh, in the last two weeks. So I looked at the email and it said, hey, your credit score increased. I was like, whoa. But to my surprise, it actually increased to 750. And and you know what? Uh, go ahead and go ahead and, and yeah, 750. And Man, that it has been a a roll. So not only was I able to pay my credit card off, which was 16K um, credit card debt in 14 months, but I was also able to accomplish my goal of joining the 750 plus club. These were all New Year resolutions that I put for myself last year. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to accomplish that in the time that I set. But honestly, two months over isn't as bad uh subconsciously i said i wanted to complete these goals before my birthday and da -da, it happened i really didn't know how the hell it was going to happen but it happened so i'm great um so now i'm a part of the 750 club and i had to really just sit in that because usually my brain just automatically goes to okay cool now what else can i accomplish next let's get to 100 i mean 800 and things of that nature so really allowing myself to to give myself grace and really sit in being in 750 um a long time ago i remember early 2000s that they were saying hey yeah 650 like that was the credit score that everyone wanted uh all the commercials in my neighborhood were saying 650 so i thought 650 was good um, but as I got older, I realized that 650 is, you know, really just the bare minimum of having a good credit score. And then knowing the benefits of having a good credit score as well. Growing up, I was always taught don't like don't get credit. Uh, if you can't, you know, can't afford it with money, like don't do it. And it's not worth purchasing. Uh, but now I got out of those, out of that mindset by removing myself from those individuals that gave me that doctrine. And, and of course, you know, and being in that community, that that was right. We had to, we had the, the auto loan, the payday loans, and things of that auto loan. Like we had so many different things um, that were taking advantage of our people. Um, so I understood, you know, I understand where they were coming from during that time. But now I'm in a 
a different type of um, lifestyle and I see the benefits of leveraging credit and, and the benefits of having a good credit score. So that was pretty dope. Um, oh man, I got some information on the STEMI. So I still didn't get my, my $600 STEMI. So I guess I'll be using that rebate. Uh, I could have made that $600, $600, like 600 times if I would have had it, but uh, a tax rebate would be cool as well because unfortunately i actually don't get a refund like a lot of people that i know um, but it's cool you know pay your taxes stay out of stay out the way so we are set to get a stimmy by it's you know the president the government they're trying to get something done by march 14th which is a solid like deadline for them and the reason why is because march 14th if they don't renew it, there's going to be a a gap between when individuals will be able to get, you know, their those benefits again, right? So the hope is to get it done by March 14th so there's no disruption from those that have been getting, receiving food stamps, unemployment, reemployment and things of that nature. Um but even if the bill does pass, they won't extend some other benefits, uh, such as the key relief program for the small businesses, uh, the PPP, uh, things of that nature, and also the federal eviction um, momentarium. So those two things won't be extended after March 31st, which is, is, is sadding in, in a sense because there's still individuals out there that can't pay rent. And, oh, man, so situational homelessness and chronic homelessness are two different things. And because of situational homelessness, um, March 31st, we might see a huge increase in that. Um, so I do, like, hope that, you know, with everything that's going on, COVID, the, the winter storms and some of the warmest places that's not used to it, things shutting down, that individuals still have the heart and soul to allow homes, rooms, couches for, you know, at least individuals that they know uh, that's going to suffer through this. So that, that is, that's kind of sad. Um, and I just pray for those individuals that's been impacted now. Um, and, and those that, are scheduled to be impacted after March 31st. It's going to be very, very, very um, challenging for those individuals. And then George Floyd trial. So this month, March, Women's Month, the trial will begin on the on the second degree murder and manslaughter. I think that was the other charge. For the officer that killed George, George Floyd, then the one they claim responsible, they have barbed wire the uh, fencing barricade installed around the courthouse. Usually when we see these things, um, we know that there's going to be a bad outcome. So they are anticipating protests, um and people being angry around a trial 
and all these other things, man. And it just reminds me of, you know, waiting on a verdict for the Mike Brown, waiting on the verdict for Sandra Bland, waiting on a verdict for just waiting on so many different versions. And this is just the trial. And they already preparing for these things. And being in St. Louis doing a Mike Brown case and, and seeing the preparation that they had because, you know, they knew what the, what the verdict would be. Uh, it's just sadding. Uh, very, very sad. It's like they know the results. So now they're preparing before they actually say anything. So mentally, I'm already preparing for this guy to walk. Um, unfortunately, so as crazy as this sound, May is around the corner, and that'll be a, an entire year. Um, March is here, and in a couple weeks, it's literally been 365 days of this pandemic since everyone started taking it serious and since the world shut down. Um, so it's, you know. My birthday's coming up, and that's the day everything kind of, like, went into shambles. So I just hope that we make it past my birthday, um, and then that'll kind of, like, shed some light. Next, you know, last thing I need is <laughs> my birthday to come, and we have another shutdown uh, because of outbreaks. And vaccines are accessible as well. Um, you know, salute those that have been getting them. Uh, salute those that have questions and not too comfortable with using them. Everyone has a, a right to use or a right to go against. Um, but just make sure you're taking care of yourself in the process. Uh, we still are in a pandemic, so mask up. Um, try to stay away from people as much as you can. If you're sick, stay at home. All those things, man. So now... To why I wake up at five in the morning. <laughs> uh, it actually was a habit that I developed a long time ago. Uh, a long, long time ago. And most of it just came from hustling. So I had to do a lot of things before everyone woke up. So everybody wouldn't know how much I actually had. <laughs> as it pertains to like money, as it pertains to product, things of that nature. It just made my runs all in the morning. Uh, so that has resulted into, you know, a continuous lifestyle. It became a habit and not saying that I wake up at five o'clock in the morning every day uh, because it's times that I don't, but just, you know, I still wake up earlier than most of the people in, in the house. Um, I know I love gangster movies and I remember when I was watching American Gangster, and man. Just seeing that workflow, just seeing, just having that that skill routine, waking up early in the morning, going here, picking up, making drop offs, things of that nature. So that's what that's what I typically used to do. Um, I modeled a lot of my my early morning habits based off that. And now since I'm removed from that lifestyle, it's like, what can I do with that time? And that's when I start creating other routines um, to fill that void. If I'm awake up, I might as well do something productive. So waking up at five o'clock to me was semi-taboo in undergrad. And most of that, which again, I kind of had to reprogram myself and become a college student. And in college, we always brag and, and think it's great to stay up all night doing homework and studying and things of that nature. Um, but I had took a class and we spoke about the power of just going to sleep. 
<laughs> like you're not able to retain as much information by staying up. So the best thing for you to do is literally go to sleep so that you can wake up earlier and be able to study that content and it'll stick on your brain um, a lot longer and a lot better than forcing yourself to stay up, um, going through sleep deprivation um, and, and, and things of that nature. Forcing yourself to sl- stay up and now you sleep deprived and things of that nature. So, yeah, when I found that, I was like, oh, man, I'm about to go to sleep early and wake up early all the time. <laughs> like, this is the thing. I can wake up and be m- more productive than staying up all night, then waking up late, then rushing, and then doing an exam tired and all these things. So it was, it was an easy no-brainer for me. Uh, once I start hearing that. So now, you know, as it pertains to my routine, again, on Tuesday mornings, I'm waking up, um, at least recording the content for the podcast, knocking that out the way, then running three miles. Um, then from there, have my first meeting at like 9.30. And then from there, I have another meeting at 10.30. And usually it's just back-to-back meetings on my Tuesdays because I try my best not to have meetings on Mondays because Mondays is like my reset day. I'm trying to really get everything set for the week. And when I don't wake up on Tuesdays, usually early mornings for me um, looks like CrossFit or running Um, and, and really just sitting out looking at all my emails, looking at all my text messages, looking at all my social media platforms, making sure that, I'm on top of some things. I can't catch up on a lot of things, but at least I try. And um, I tell people happy birthday on Facebook every morning as well. Uh, I kind of challenged myself and made that a habit of doing. uh, I probably don't talk to a lot of people every day, but a happy birthday is the least I can do. And we put a smile on folks' face, Um, just being remembered. Um, The importance of getting sleep. Again, undergrad have will have you brainwashed thinking that staying up is the is the thing to do. Um, but getting those six to eight hours is definitely great. You just feel refreshed, uh, balancing and managing your energy. It allows you to do more things. Um, it allows you to be less cranky. <laughs> so, and it also allows you to recover. So, being uh, an an avid runner and going to CrossFit. You know, sleep is important for me because I have to allow my body to recover from those workouts. And even though photography seems like it's just a camera or whatnot, um, it it can become taxing after an eight day wet. I mean, eight hour wedding um, after doing back to backs, you know, shoots all day after being in a car driving around all day. So I, I have to make sure that I replenish my body with the proper amount of sleep so that I can perform at the best of my ability. I'm getting things done. Waking up early in the morning and being productive allows you to get a jump start on your day. So, with that being said, uh, when I was trading in the stock market when I first started last year, um, you have to be woke before the stock market opens. And that allowed me to see any trends that happen during closing hours, as well as reading any articles about any 
companies that I'm investing in and are want to invest in so I can try to predict the trends. And again, that's when I was trading. So pretty much I was day trading. I was two day trading, next day trading, three day trading, uh, probably buy something Friday and trade it by uh, Tuesday, the following week, just depending on trends or vice versa, buy something Tuesday and it, it was crazy, uh, uh, method to the madness and just knowing how important the first two hours are. And if you are in a different time zone, it's like you have to wake up even earlier. So 8 o'clock here is 7 o'clock in St. Louis. It's 6 o'clock um, in California. So just being mindful of those things and really putting that work in uh, to stay on top of the game. Um, so, you know, being able to look at my emails and know who I have to meet with, who I have to speak with, uh, prioritizing my day starts with just waking up early and just getting a lot of things done. Uh, one thing that I've I found out that running at night I could do, but it's not consistent. It's, it's not something that I can do consistently and create the habit. So waking up early in the morning and getting that run out the way is going to take me at least 24 minutes. Um, or less to run three miles and then, you know, being able to get home, shower. So that's about an hour that I kind of take out of that. And then I'm starting to be more responsible and intentional with just eating. So taking that time to cook me a small breakfast um, and, and replenish my body so I can perform throughout the day. And all those things are getting done because I'm waking up earlier. Uh, again, I'm not waking up at five o'clock every morning, but most mornings, um, I'm waking up at five, six o'clock um, and, and really just getting to it. And it's funny because a lot of people that are, you know, that I communicate with, they get text messages, they get emails, they get response to DMs and things of that nature at five in the morning. They're like, why the hell are you woke? And it's because that's the time and I might not be able to respond to you until, until five o'clock the next morning. And and it's, it's, it's crazy how that is and how busy my days could be, but just really maximizing my time. And, you know, some people call me an old man now because I'm usually sleep before 11, but that's what works for me because I know that I'm waking up early um, the following day. And even if I do stay up all night, like if I go to the club or something, which I haven't been doing a lot of that uh, because of the pandemic, but even if I do stay up until like three, four in the morning, I usually wake up at like six, eight in the morning and I'm knowing that's irresponsible because I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not getting getting the proper amount of sleep for me to perform. But my body is so used and accustomed to waking up that it can't see itself being sleep for too long. So um, and that's why I have to be conscious. All my body just shut down. Just like, yeah, bro, it's time to go to sleep. And I just listen. I just go to my bed and go to sleep. So. Those are some tips and some things that I do to wake up every, you know, early in the morning, usually before all the other normal people are woke. My Neo actually suggested that I create this episode uh, to talk about, you know, some ways of waking up, some habits um, that I establish some routines that I established to wake up and why I wake up so early because he was mind blown <laughs> by how consistently I wake up early. 
And uh, it, it was good, man. So I, I hope this helped some individuals. And again, if you have any questions, feel free to contact me on any of the, my social media platforms. Uh, Vels World Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, feel free to shoot me an email at Vels World Podcast at contactldmonger.com. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Join me in my journey to success by following on Twitter and Instagram at LDMonger1. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like me to address on the next episode, email me at contact at LDMonger.com. Vail's World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Again, thank you for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Until next time. It's the team.